You are Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? I am doing awesome. We're in this championship thing again. And, you know, we don't take enough credit here. How many times have we been in a championship since we started talking Tuscaloosa and then now locked on Bama? Uh, we're, I, I, we're largely responsible for all this. I think it is mostly us. I mean, look, I, I don't want any of your congratulatory pats on the back. I just – your money is fine. Um, Jimmy, let me tell everybody, first of all, this episode is brought to you by Sonos, S-O-N-O-S. Go check them out, sonos.com. want to thank everybody for making us the first place you listen to a podcast. Uh, Jimmy, so this episode will air on Tuesday. I've, I've just made that decision just now. Um, this is about 10 o'clock on Monday when we're cutting this. Uh, yesterday, I did a national locked on uh crossover thing with the uh, guys from Locked On Georgia, uh, my good buddy Clint something. Uh, I can't remember a lot of these people's names, um, but it was really kind of funny. Man, I like doing it, by the way. And I know Georgia fans can seem rather cocky. And and look, they should be kind of cocky. Georgia's got the second or third or fourth best program in the country right now. I mean – they they should be a little cocky. I, th- I think that's fine. Now, I I think it was funny in talking to him. Um, you can you get the feeling like they want to be real cocky right now. Like, oh yeah, we're beating Alabama this time. This time we ain't screwing around. By God, we're ready. But there was also a part of him that was saying, "We never beat them. We're not going to beat them." Quit believing we're going to beat them. It really is like um, when you when you get set up on a blind date, and you're pretty successful. You know, you're a good looking dude. You're you're okay. You you've had some success. You were engaged and it got called off, so people know you're willing to go all the way. Um, and then you go out with a girl that's got an hourglass figure. She's got um, beautiful come hither eyes. She's got natural pouty lips. She's got this hair that you just love to toss and want to wrap your face in. Everything's great. And you're like, I, she can, she could love me, but there's part of you going, there's no way she will ever love you. She wants somebody richer and better looking than me. And, um, and that's how it feels like this is like Georgia feels like we've done a lot. We should be really proud and we can do this. And then there's this one little side going, no, no, y'all never do this. Quit thinking that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think the more I think the more our fan base giggles and laughs at the thought of, of Georgia beating us is is, is is bad juju. That's probably bad juju, you know. So I'm I'm not sure that's. But I mean, it's got to feel you know like Groundhog Day to these guys. How about this? It's like a, I'm getting this from my buddy Craig Stevenson with AL.com. It's our it's like our fifth meeting with Georgia since 2015 and and only like in, in none of those games 
none are regular season matchups and we're in the same conference. <laughs> our, our fifth postseason matchup with Georgia, and, and, and we haven't played them in the regular season, but one time, one time, I guess that's our sixth, actually, since 2015. We did play them last season in the regular season. but well, uh, we, And we played them I, in 2015 at Georgia. That's right. I should have said since. Oh, I said since 2015. We've played them one time yeah, in the regular it, season. Isn't that right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's we right. played them in 2015 and then again in 2020. Well, the point is, it seems like we're playing them annually, and yet they're not on the schedule. And You know, it's funny. I, I, I'm sorry. I don't mean to cut you off, but I said this to uh, my good buddy Clint from Locked On Bulldogs. I said that. I said, you know, I said, I don't, I don't mean this as a shot at Georgia. I don't think of Georgia as a rival. Not that I don't think of them as, the, as a peer. I do think of Georgia as a peer. I don't think of Georgia as a rival in the sense that I don't hate Georgia. I don't hate them. I mean, I'll hate them next Monday night, but I, I won't hate them. But for the length of the game, I might hate them if they win and, and you know, they they bark in my face at the stadium or something. But um, I don't hate them. I mean, it's not like, uh, you know, the way I feel about Auburn or the way I, I kind of feel about – I don't really hate Tennessee, though. Um, you know, or something like that. It's just not, I don't – it's not like LSU to me or – Something like that. I mean, Georgia's different. And so, yeah, you're, but continue. Well, I, I would go, just continuing on that, I would say that Alabama and Georgia are the two best programs in college football right now. It was Clemson for a while, but boy, they, you know, between getting run in national championship games and now this past season, it's hard to, it's hard to throw Clemson up there in the top, top tier. It seems like, boy, they, they, they really sort of fell off the ladder, but it's Alabama. It's Georgia. Uh, this is a uh, generational Georgia team. You know, they lose a lot off this team. Now, they'll be good again next year because they recruit so well. But this is, it, put it this way, it's hard to imagine Georgia being better next year, but it's almost easy to imagine Alabama being better next year. So, uh, in that sense, this Georgia team really needs to win this game. And I'm expecting a knock down, drag out, brutal, knife fight in a ditch kind of game. I, I, and I don't mean to imply that means that both teams are just going to run the ball and, 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 and just, just pound it into the middle of the, of the line of scrimmage and it just be a physical slugfest and sort of look like the 2011 Alabama LSU game. I'm not implying that. I just mean the intensity, the physicality of the hits, the plays being made on the field, both head coaches uh, with uh, butt cheeks clenched during the game, uh, very conservative decisions being made because you don't want to lose this game. No, no, everybody's going to be too scared to win it. No one wants to lose it. Uh, I, I think it's going to be intense, and, and it's the two best, not just the two best teams, the two best programs in the country right now slugging it out. And I think there's going to be a lot of want to on both sides. Yeah, I'm with you on that, and I think it's going to be a fun game and all these people bitching about the, you know, oh, it's a rematch. I mean, it's the best two teams. If you don't watch this game, you just don't like college football. That's the bottom line. I mean, Well, it means I, that you don't want the two best teams to play. It means right. you I've want something understood. other than the two best teams to play. I've never understood the um, the whole 
you know, I, I don't want the best two teams to play because I'm going to protest. I mean, look, if it's, I think it's much more understandable if you don't watch Loyola Chicago in the final four, cause you're like, I know this is BS. I mean, this is a team that got hot and, and not a team that's one of the best in the country. I understand that a lot more, but that's just me. I'm a, you know, I want my final four in basketball to be Kentucky Duke. Uh, I don't know. Uh, throw out somebody, boy, who, uh, Michigan. And um, I don't know, throw out another good, I can't even think of a good basketball Syracuse. I would love that final four. That's a kick-ass final four or, you know, or Alabama. I would love Alabama to be in it because I'm an Alabama guy, but if Alabama's not in it, I want the best four teams. I, t- I say it all the time. I went to the final four in 1992, Duke, Michigan with the fab five, Indiana and Cincinnati. Now, in Cincinnati with Bob Huggins, and they had a bunch of badasses. T- tell me that's not something you want to go see. I don't I don't care to go see a Final Four with three eight seeds and, and a four seed. That's not fun to me. But anyway, um, Jimmy, let me tell everybody about GetUpside. GetUpside is an app, and I have this app on my phone, and I had it on my phone before um, I – before I even realized we're going to start doing live reads for this. Now, let me read this live read, okay? But I'm telling you people, I had this app on my phone because what you do is before you go to a gas station, you just hit get upside. And so when you do that, you're like, okay, I'm going to go in here and fill up and use you know this specific card that I have in the app. And it gives you money back for your gas trips. So, you know, if you have an electric car, I mean, you're SOL, but uh if you have upside and you have a gas car, then this works great. And so I've, you know, made, I don't know, 20, 30 bucks since I've been doing this for like two months. And I mean, that's, it's nothing. It's just a little, but I mean, Hey, at Christmas time, when your daughter wants to buy something and you're like, Hey, I, I, can't, I got 30 bucks right here just cause I get upside is free money. I can buy her whatever piece of crap, other Christmas thing she wants. It's free money. Go get it. Look, Alabama fans, this is Luke Robinson with an incredible app everyone needs to buy gas to know about. Oh, wow. I don't know how I read that so wrong. But it's get upside. My listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use promo code TOUCHDOWN for NFL or SCORE for college. So you SCORE for college because we're college. So you SCORE, promo code SCORE, and get a bonus 25 cent per gallon on your first fill-up. That's up to 50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. We get cash back using GetUpside. Just download the app for free and use the promo code SCORE to get up to 50 cents per gallon. That's GetUpside, promo code SCORE. You can cash out on PayPal, or you can get an Amazon gift card, or you can get some other gift card. They got a like a litany of gift cards. Go check out Get Upside. You're going to love this thing. I promise you. And it's free. It's all free. It's easy. It's super easy. I'm telling you, I've used this before this live read. So trust me on this, people. Also, I want to tell you about NetSuite. Look, this is it. The putt to win the tournament. If you sink it, the championship is yours. But on your backswing, your hat falls over your eyes. Is this how you're running your business, you crazy fool? Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software. To see the full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. Over 28,000 businesses already use NetSuite. For the new year, NetSuite has a new financing program for those ready to upgrade at netsuite.com slash locked. 
Head to netsuite.com slash locked for this special one-of-a-kind financing offer on the number one financial system for growing businesses. netsuite.com slash locked. Go to netsuite.com slash locked. All right, Jimmy, uh, second segment here. Let's talk a little bit about how did the our signees look in the uh, Under Armour All-Star game Sunday? Were you able to see any of that? Um, I was not able to watch much, but uh, through our reporting in on three, I was getting really good on-site um, reports from our national team that was there. Uh, and it's really good, y'all, to check that out. Charles Power, for instance, was there all week, and uh, he's really good at that. And I think the big news, and, and to me it's almost earthquake news, You know, one of the reasons I love these national all-star games is so many of the variables are removed when you evaluate high school players. You know, it's – it's all apples versus oranges when you watch a player, you know, at Spain Park versus a player at Dothan. Uh, I mean, and, and how do you know for sure who's good when you watch the tape because of who they're going against and all these other things? Well, these national all-star games, I mean, it's a peer group. It's it's supposedly the best prospects in the country all in one place. They're playing against other great prospects. They're playing against the same guys they're going to be playing against, you know, in college football. So, I think when somebody really stands out at the Under Armour game or the Army game, uh, it doesn't mean it doesn't mean someone's a sure thing or a lock uh, because there, there's still other things that could happen. But it is a really really good sign. And I say all that to say, Tyler Booker, the tackle signee from IMG, was outstanding all week, big time. Some people thought he was the very best prospect in in, in that game. Uh, and he proved it all week in the practices and in the game too. And if it if it ends up that Tyler Booker is is a freak, and we need one. We were hoping Brockermeyer and Latham would be immediate starting tackles, and uh, and that didn't happen. But neither one of them were the MVP of of Under Armour Week, you know, like Tyler Booker's been. So uh, I I think he is the big story. Emmanuel Henderson had a pretty good game statistically with about 40 yards on four carries. And, and Aaron Anderson had a nice game with like three catches for 50 yards. Uh, Jaheim Otis had a sack. Jahad Campbell had a, had a tackle for loss. So there were some contributions in the game from our guys, and a lot of them did well all week. But the big story was Tyler Booker. And uh, let's, uh, let's pencil him in. Uh, into the conversation for a starting tackle job at Alabama next fall. Yeah, let me read what 24-7 had to say about him. They actually said the alpha dog was Luther Burton, who had us on his final list, um, but he ended up signing with Missouri, and I think that's great for Missouri. He's from East St. Louis, so that's fantastic for them. Their other uh, stars from offense were Chris Marshall, who Alabama was in on, signed with A&M. Devin Campbell, who I don't think is signed with anybody. I guess we're still on him technically. Um, Antonio Williams signed with Clemson and then Tyler Booker and about Tyler Booker. They say the big man had a very good week of work playing both tackling guard. His technique and skills continued to stand out. Having a thick build and frame along with playing with low pads gave him a constant advantage against guys he faced in the run game. Booker showed good balance and punch power in pass pro in the one-on-ones as he would consistently knock, lock up guys and stall their rush. Now, one thing I noticed in the game, and I didn't get to see all the game either, um, but I get, get, did get to see some of it. He was up against Walter Nolan, and that's going to be a battle 
for the next three years. It's going to be fun to watch. Of course, Walter Nolan signed with A&M. He was one of their uh, badasses for defense, according to 24-7, as was C.J. Hicks, who signed with Ohio State, William Johnson with Michigan, and then Jihad Campbell, who signed with Alabama. And it said, uh, Campbell, it said, showed that he is able to be a guy that a defensive coordinator can move all over the front seven as his favorite chess piece. He has the ability athletically, along with the instincts, to play off-ball linebacker or as an edge rusher. He's another guy that can add so much weight to his frame that the finished product is going to be exciting to see. Then they also said Shamar Stewart, who had Alabama on his list at one time. I think he's going to end up at A&M. And Dalen Everett, who uh, Alabama decided not to really pursue and sign with Georgia. And then Popeye Williams, which a name I'm not familiar with, but he signed with Louisville. I'm looking really quickly about some other notes here, and it says Shaz Preston and Aaron Anderson will keep the Alabama receiver course stocked well for the coming future. Both have playmaker ability and do a nice job of getting yard after catch. Uh, I'm looking really quickly to see if they had any other notes uh, for anybody, uh, not really in terms of Alabama. There were a lot of A&M guys on this list. Alabama, I mean, excuse me, A&M actually passed Alabama for the best-ranked class of all time uh, when they got Harold Perkins to commit. Uh, for those who didn't know. So uh, overall, pretty good. The All-American Bowl is coming up this – when is it? Is it when is that? That's, uh, is that Saturday? All-American Bowl is going to be noon Saturday, yes. Um, and so everybody's beginning to check in for that. So that will be something to keep an eye on. And, uh, Jimmy, let's go ahead and take another break. When we come back, we'll wrap the show up. All right, Jimmy, um, of course – Anything else out there from the bowl game season uh, that, that just tickled your fancy? I thought the SEC uh, ended up having a nice comeback. Kentucky gets a nice win. Man, I love me some Wondell Robinson. Guy, he was fun to watch. Um, the Ohio State-Utah game was a lot of fun to watch. I think that the narrative of bowl games don't matter, while it's kind of true, at the same time, I think competitors compete. And so when Utah and Ohio State got out there, I think they were like, okay, we're here. Let's go ahead and win this damn thing, both of them. And I thought that was fun to see. Yes, occasionally you will see a team kind of mail it in, and that sucks. But when a game does come together, like the Ohio State-Utah contest, man, it's a lot of fun to watch. That game was a blast. Yeah, it was. I watched that one, and and you could not watch Utah-Ohio State and believe for one second that no one playing in the game wasn't doing their best. And – Let's remember, I mean, sometimes, you know, a lot of people think, you know, maybe Mississippi State mailed in their performance against Texas Tech, and that, that's quite possible because who, who saw that score coming? But most of these players that play at big schools have NFL futures, and if, if they are taking a game off, if they are mailing it in, they're taking a huge risk with their future because it's not like NFL scouts don't watch, watch it all and take it all in and see every game tape. And I just don't understand the mentality. Any kid that's in college football that wants to play in the NFL, you better bring your A game every week because they're watching every week. They don't take weeks off from watching you. So why are you taking weeks off when you play? So I think it's a little overblown by the media and some analysts about these kids that that don't really care about the bowl games. I think the kids that are are there are the ones that showed up, the ones that are playing the game. I I think over 90% of them are competing really hard and it makes for an entertaining game and Utah Ohio State was definitely one of the most entertaining games of the bowl season 
uh, if LSU manages to beat Kansas State Tuesday night, uh, the SEC will finish at 500. One point to remember about the SEC's bowl record, the SEC's bowl record wasn't good in 2017 either when Alabama and Georgia were both in the finals, both in the playoff. And let's just think about this logically, okay? Let's say, let's even take out, let's just say Alabama didn't make the playoff. It was Georgia. Georgia beat Alabama in the SEC championship, so Alabama didn't make the playoff, right? So, well, then Alabama would have played Baylor in the Sugar Bowl. And then Ole Miss would have been knocked down to the Citrus Bowl. And then the Citrus Bowl team from the SEC is knocked down to the Outback. Everyone gets knocked down a bowl. Then what would the SEC's record be? It would be better. It, it wouldn't be undefeated, but it would be better. So keep in mind that Alabama, uh, the SEC had two teams in the playoff. So that means everyone in the SEC that's in a bowl is playing up. And that's important to remember. Oh, that's a really good point. Um, and, you know, somebody like, uh, boy, I hate to defend them, but somebody like Auburn playing Houston, as much as I enjoyed Houston beating them, I mean, it's it's kind of it's kind of not right. I mean, now maybe some of this is offset by the fact that Auburn certainly had the home field advantage playing in Birmingham. I mean, they could literally Uber to the game, but – you know, Houston was a good squad. They were the second best team in the AAC. Auburn was at best the seventh or eighth best team in the SEC. And so it's not apples to apples. We all know this. And I think Alabama, the way Alabama toyed with Cincinnati, I'm so, I'm really getting a little bit peeved already. Chris Childers with uh, XM Radio was at full ride. Um, he predicted Cincinnati win the game. And then when they got beat 27-6, to six, he was like, yeah, you know, I thought Cincinnati proved they belong. I mean, look, I, you can argue that all day, but I think you should also factor in that Alabama just – they really toyed with Cincinnati. So, I mean, they, you know, come on. Don't, don't, don't act like Cincinnati – you know, that he kept saying, man, they really shut out Jameson Williams. Yeah, because we didn't have to throw deep because our running back was getting eight yards of carry. We've gone over this. We don't have to throw deep. So – I mean, I'm sure Nick Saban could have made this worse. If it was a national championship game, I think we would have made it worse. But in in an effort to not probably show our hand and not, you know, risk injury, we just handed the ball off all the time. So um, I I think that going back to the – I don't even know what the hell I was going to say, Jimmy. I don't. I I got pissed off thinking (laughs) about this challenge. I'm sorry. Sorry, everybody. You're talking about Auburn. I know. It's too late. Jimmy is gone. Quit quit trying to save me. (laughs) I'm drowned. I'm done. I'm dead. <laughs> um, so this, you know what? This is as good a place as any to wrap up. So that'll do it for this episode, guys. We will be back tomorrow getting ready for big Alabama, uh, Florida basketball game uh, in Gainesville on good Wednesday boy. night. So until, looking forward to it. So until that, roll tight, everybody. Roll tight.